What's going on, guys? Welcome back. Uncontested podcast, episode 12, I believe. Yes, sir. Um, big day. Big day for the Uncontested podcast. As you know, he's Spencer. I'm Nate. But that's not the big news. The big news is we have our first guest. It is my boss, Kara. Kara, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm honored. I'm honored to be here to be the first We're guest. Honored. To, I'm honored that someone wants to hear about who my favorite Migos is, not to blow what the topic is, but <laughs> I'm mostly just honored that I'll have this pedestal to like get on my soapbox, you know? <laughs> And we're glad to have you. I'm. I remember when we first um we first started talking about it. Like you, I told you that I had a podcast, and you were like, "Oh, you should talk about this." And then we did that, and then you were like, "Oh, like maybe I'll jump on sometime." I was like, "That would be amazing." So we've been trying to do it for a minute. Um, hasn't really hasn't materialized until now, but we we're got here it now. done this time, and yes, sir. Yeah, and I'm yes, I'm sir. excited. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, you know, we don't really. The thing with me and Spencer is we don't really like to have anybody. We don't want to have anyone on the podcast that like we don't feel like we would mesh with well or feel like it would be good conversation because like we're not just going to have somebody on the podcast for the sake of having them on the podcast. But I feel like all the conversations we've had, like just over text, like even in our meetings, like before we before and after we start talking about the actual uh, meetings within sharing excess and the, you know, everything that goes on there. I feel like all the conversations are really good and funny. So I feel like this is. This is going to be a good time. That's an even higher honor. It really is. But yeah, you guys have been my favorite cohort to shoot the shit with, especially Nate, um, because as I was saying before, I definitely feel bad that he has to, that I have to be a supervisor because um, I start every meeting with um, these books that I got from Five Below and it's 2000 Would You Rather questions and 2000 questions about me. And for whatever reason, it must be just like subconscious. But whenever I give Nate a would you rather, it's always about teeth. Um, and literally he, always. It, and it's, um, I, I didn't realize I was like uncovering like childhood drama for him. But um, uh, it's been funny to just uh, chat. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. I think it's gonna be a great time. Yeah, your boy had uh, had some teeth problems back when he was a jit. So um, I, I felt like I was being attacked. You know, bro, I, I, got, I grew I, I had I, I spent most of my time without teeth, bro. I, I knocked my teeth out all the time. You want to talk about teeth real quick, bro? I got, how many surgeries did I get? I think three separate teeth surgeries. And I was the same thing, bro. I had braces from third grade to eighth grade. That's Ouch. horrible. Yeah. Like, it was terrible. I definitely don't feel bad for picking on them though, because I also have a bunch of teeth things. Because I, right, I had a lisp growing up and I couldn't ever say my S is right. And my mom would like always be on me because I wasn't doing the stuff from like speech therapy, whatever. And the second I went to the orthodontist, they were like, she physically can't move her mouth like that because I had an overbite and a crossbite. Um, I just remember like us driving home, my mom like turned around, she was like, my bad dog, like my bad. Uh, Yeah. Um, but, and then I had to get a root canal last year, which was like, or Yeesh. two years ago now, which was actually the most traumatizing experience in the world. That sounds horrible. It was hard, mostly just because like the, the lady was so mean to me. Like I called my dentist and was like, please don't refer any other patients to her. Like, yeah. so I started crying and she was like, you seem super nervous. I'm just going to like write you some Xanax prescription. And I was Jesus. like, I've never done, I'm not interested in doing that. Like, yeah. I don't want to like 
why would you do that rather than answering she my question? She just jumped straight to it. She said, I know. you know what? She jumped literally Xanax. right to it. Like, what? Yeah. She, I was, you seem super nervous about me scooping out the inside of your tooth. I was like... Yeah, just a little bit. Wouldn't I be? Yeah, right? Yeah, just a little bit. I feel, like that, I feel like that's an appropriate thing to be a little bit nervous about. I feel you like I would think? be a lot of nervous. Right? Yeah. I feel like yeah. I would be nervous. That's what I'll just, say. Just, yes, not a little bit. Just, just nervous. Right. That's it. Anyway, all I gotta Jeez. say is keep on your flossing. That's my my sign off. <laughs> that. Yeah, that's the that's the message from that. Yeah, that's your wisdom of the day. Just floss. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Spencer. Um, you know how we rock. Song of the week time. What you got for me, dog? Well, you know, since Carrie is such a big Migos fan, I thought it'd be wise to you know keep it within the Migos family. So I picked. Pure Water is my uh, is my choice. I remember listening to this back in like like sophomore year, freshman year at day function stuff, and that was always whenever I'd pull up, that was always my first request every single time. It's like, bro, that song's gonna get pure me water. lit. I'm gonna have a good time. Play Pure Water. Yeah. Half the time they wouldn't even play it because they were just being you know dicks because it was like seniors or whatever. But when it got on, I was like, yeah, so I got lit to that. So Pure Water for sure. That's like Banger. the the first thing that I'd want to pick on like a pregame playlist too, because it's just setting the tone immediately. So exactly. I think that's a great pick. Exactly. Yeah. Hell yeah. Solid choice. Solid choice. What y'all got? <laughs> um, so I went this week, you know, had had same same thing. Gotta stay, gotta stick with the Migos, uh, in honor of Kara. I decided uh Brown Paper Bag, gonna be my song of the week. It's just I don't know what it is about that song, bro. Um it's just such a such a vibe. I think it's it's the era, like that era of music in general. Like anytime I listen to like the first culture album or specifically that song, it like just takes me back and I'm just like in my head, I'm just like I'm just dancing, just like I'm it's such a such a vibe for me that um anytime it comes on, even even today, like if it's in my playlist, um, like if we're going out or something, if I throw that song on or somebody else plays that song. There's a hundred percent chance I'm dancing, especially so if I've crazy. been drinking a little bit. There is a hundred percent chance I'm I'm hitting some woes, you know. I'm it's uh so yeah so it's just you know something slight, something a little you know a little vibey, something a little all that. Um, but yeah, Kara, you you gotta you wanna you wanna participate in song of the week? You wanna be our first guest song of the week? I would love to. Another honor. Um, I think I'm gonna go with. Culture 2 and Beast um, just because I used to do Muay Thai in high school and that was going to be my walkout song had I been able to do my debut fight yeah unfortunately I got a a concussion like three days before I was going to go into training camp for my debut fight and it was a three-month concussion which is horrible Um, yeah but how does one get into Muay Thai yeah, that's a good question. I haven't like... good question. Uh, I I honestly just fell into it. I, I went to like the gym with my dad once and he was like, I'm trying this new workout. And I ended up like fucking with the coach so heavy. His name was uh, Heflin and I just got really good at it. Um, and then I got into jujitsu for another couple of years and then I got that horrible concussion. And I recently got back into it, like in September, I uh, went to a gym around the corner from me and it's been my first Muay Thai class in four years. And um, I I went to the, I I told the people, I didn't feel like I belonged on the beginner side and like went to the advanced, it was all just a bunch of guys. Um, And I 
they pulled a girl from the beginner class that had been training for six weeks and I accidentally beat the living shit out of her, like just trying to throw like 30%. And then I went back and my like, second I tried class, to tell you. I like, I know, I literally tried to tell you. And then the second class I went back and I was like training with a guy that was like around my size, like no problem. And I told him I didn't have a mouth guard and I like didn't want to spar or anything. But he kept telling me like, it's fine. Like, I know, like, I'm not going to hit you in the head. Like, we're just going to go light. And two minutes into our round, I was obviously kicking the shit out of him and he threw a spinning heel kick and Damn. it landed right in my temple. And like, for, like, why would you do that? Yeah. It's not, it's not straight Muay Thai. Like right. it's a, you're doing like all this karate bullshit and like, yeah. you don't know where your spinning kick is going to land. Uh, and I told him I wasn't going to play it. And then uh, the assistant coach like spent the rest of the class beating the shit out of him. So, yeah. and like, Give me little head nods, like oh, when yeah. he put him on his ass. He knew so. he was losing. He was just salty. He was salty. Yeah, was like, yeah, right. I th- that was definitely it. That's why. All, all I'm getting yeah. from this is that uh, we about to see you, about to see you in the UFC or something. Well, that's what I'm saying. Years. That was already like a, a dream. bodyguard or like, something. <laughs> have, do you guys ever watch the Ultimate Fighter? Like the the oh, UFC. Oh yes, um, yes. I love awesome. that yeah. show. Yeah. That's my shit. Uh, that's my yeah. shit. It's like a reality oh, yeah. show all mixed into one. All the la- the girl seasons are the best, but oh yeah. Exactly. the ultimate fighter and then i've also just been on like the ufc wave for the last probably mm. two three years so I, I'm, wow. I'm big into i'm big into like the main cards and stuff i'm actually gonna be watching the main card tonight uh volkanovsky versus uh the korean zombie i think that's tonight, really so. maybe yeah. i'll have to mm-hmm. run down to the sports bar i don't yeah. know what it is about ufc bro because like i follow ufc a little bit and i like i can't it's just really nuts, dude I, I don't really know how to um, describe it because yeah. I don't really know what's going on half the time, but mm. I just like, I love watching people kick the shit out of each other. It's yeah. amazing. Like there's just something about it. That's just so amazing. It's, just, and, it's, um, it's the most it's, incredible sport. Yeah. It's just the most real. I, I, like, I love it. Yeah. You go down to the basic thing of combat, bro. Like mm. and then you got people like breaking their legs. Like that's the worst that I see. Uh, Whenever like I, there's been yeah. two fights. There was one this dude Anderson Silva Last fought. Last year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think he he uh, might have fought. I think he fought Chris Wyman when he broke his leg, and then Chris Wyman fought somebody. Else. Either way, they like completely snapped their leg. Like during the final, she's like, like bro, throwing a kick. I remember uh, seeing his his. Uh, tibia like his calf like yeah. swing around the other person's <sighs> leg um which is something that i never want to see uh, again um and i wish that i was like on top of ufc more often now but a fighter that i'll always like love is joanna Drudestrek and yeah, Nate, your homework is yep. to watch her versus jessica penne from a couple years ago because it yeah. was like a murder scene it was crazy yeah um uh, by the way, our it's, Zoom is going to end in eight and a half minutes. Yeah, trust me, I'm yeah. on it. I don't even worry yes, about that. Uh, I just, just want to make sure. I hate how it does yeah. that, how it like just does like a 30-minute time window. Yeah. It's like, why don't you just stop it whenever? I mean, he was calling you broke, but like he's over here with this basic Zoom plan, whatever. That's what I'm saying. Hey, hey, it's relax crazy. on me. What I got? <laughs> what do I? What have I ever had to buy premium yeah. Zoom for? Actually, this is good. This is good because I like this. I was going to ask. I don't know how this just got me thinking this. Kara, how is Nate? as an employee how is he well maybe not like you know what i mean like you're a supervisor how is he how is he on the job i i think he's great honestly um i feel like he always has i feel bad because i go alphabetically when i ask people their opinion and he hates 
that his name is last. So he's like, <laughs> everyone already said that what I wanted to say. But um, when I review his work, like I really like how he, like, I think he synthesizes our conversations well and he mm -hmm. like puts his own spin on stuff and he's like the master of the meal site donation programs right now so oh, yeah. um he's really putting it together i'll yeah. only say nice things but i'm sure you have much funnier stories since you've known him so long so yeah. if you can give me something i could like hold over him and oh, no. the meetings next Don't week that would be perfect <laughs> yeah. say, it might take me it might take me a minute to think of it but i could i could definitely think of some yeah. stuff as i'm sure nate could think of equally as many things for me too so kind of cancels it out but you know for the but, record um, we're good now i just cool. bought zoom premium stop because oh, i actually? made fun of you like that yes no i mean oh. i just i i dead ass was like as soon as i saw that pop up i was like oh fuck so i literally went and just bought zoom premium for a month so how much was it how much was it bro 15 smackaroonies bro gotcha you'll be getting <laughs> 750 for me that's, yeah. that's so hey, nobody. I don't want to hear nobody call me broke no more. I just spent fifteen dollars. Yes, I'm kind of big ball. <laughs> yes, but oh um, gosh. yeah, bro. I kind of basically, you know, I've been, I've been, you know, still listening in while I was doing that, but I was a little sidetracked trying to make sure that the Zoom meeting didn't end. But um, you know, I, I think it's been it's been really fun working uh working for Kara um chatting with her and you know working for sharing excess i think it's it's a very unique experience which is why i really appreciate it because i you know i was looking for an internship and all that stuff and everything was like because i'm a in the health sciences field everything is like you know oh shadow of physical therapist do this do that so like and so i was like okay, if I have to do that, I will. But I remember specifically when I first saw sharing excess on like the spreadsheet that the coordinator, the internship coordinator had put together, I saw sharing excess and I looked it up and I was doing a little research and I was like, that would be so dope because one virtual internship. So I don't have to like <clears throat> go anywhere. I don't have to like worry about like traveling every day to do my internship, this, that, and the third. And then also like, as the more I researched the more, I was like, you know, this is really dope because it's very different than everything else that's available. I can like, I feel like I can feel like I'm being a part of something that's actually benefiting people, even if I'm not directly the one doing it, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on the back end doing stuff, but I still feel like it, it plays its part and it's an important part of it. And so it's very cool to do something that's different because it's also like honing my skills in things that other internships in the field probably wouldn't like you know i'm working on working on these documents for meal swipe donation programs and like other stuff for the campus uh department and all that and i wouldn't really get that like i wouldn't it would just be more using the healthcare knowledge and stuff i have for other internships so it's been it's been really fun i have really enjoyed it i'm actually not gonna lie very disappointed that it's kind of getting towards the end because i have really enjoyed doing it i enjoy all the people um you know Kara's obviously you know not trying to not trying to kiss ass because you're here but like you actually are genuinely like a very a very cool person and a very a very chill supervisor to have because you push me but like you're also like calm about it and like you're very relatable and all that so it, it's it's a very like it's a very easy environment to work in even though it is like all virtual it's it's very easy to like want to help as much as I can 
That warms my heart to hear. That's so sweet. <laughs> Not just about me, but like just about sharing access in general. Like, um, and I feel like I should have uh, explained a little bit more about what we do for Spencer too, but um, sharing access is a nonprofit that rescues food surplus for reallocation to hunger relief organizations. Um, which is really, really cool because like Nate was saying, like you can make so much of an impact like either remotely or just in your community. And I think that's um, why campus is so cool because when you try to get students involved in helping their local community um, or when you try to get students involved in just volunteerism in general, I think something that's hard to, an obstacle hard, that's hard to get over is that you don't really have the time to go anywhere when you're in between classes or um and it's time intensive to do it but sharing access is cool because you can make all that impact without ever leaving campus and without ever leaving your house because you're doing all this cool stuff over zoom so um it's been really cool to be a part of it oh, yeah. it grow nice yeah that's dope how long have you been working with uh sharing access i met evan and March of 2019. So it's been three years now. Um, and gotcha. it's been cool. Um, I'm still in school. I graduated from Drexel last year, but I'm getting my master's in public health right now. Um, okay. And uh, yeah, it's cool to be a part of like trying to figure out um, how to best get that food surplus out um, and into uh, students, especially because a lot of college students up to 40% uh, some studies show uh, of students are experiencing food insecurity uh, at colleges all across America. So it's a huge problem. Um, and for the silliest thing, like no one should have to worry about where their food's coming from yeah, and uh, food absolutely. should be accessible and available to everyone and uh, sharing access. What we're doing is we're uh, sifting through surplus and anything that you would, I would eat that day, um, we make sure it gets out and we'll be feeding someone in the community. So it's, it's a really, yeah. really great thing to be a part of. I just think that's really cool too because it's like you know with with some jobs not all of them but like i feel like with some jobs you never really see like the impact that it has mm -hmm. on like other people different communities stuff like that you're kind of just behind this like corporate wall so to say you don't really know but i feel like with some like sharing excess you really see the impact that has on communities on you know people just like us um so yeah i think that's awesome yeah very, very cool, cool. Yeah. it's been it's been a lot of fun like i said it's uh, really I, I, my only thing is, and this is, I, you know, the way I said that sounds like I'm about to say something bad about sharing <laughs> excess. I'm not, I have nothing bad to say about sharing excess. Um, my thing is I really wish I could continue doing it for my internship. Like I, I remember I emailed, I emailed my internship coordinator and I was like, yo, I noticed that on this uh this spreadsheet it said that sharing excess like wouldn't be considered for uh, a 495 which uh, hpex 495 is the the course for mm -hmm. uh vcu i was like i noticed that it said it wouldn't be accepted for 495 uh is there a reason for that because i literally work with somebody who's doing their 495 internship right now and he was like yeah uh so we determined that um it wasn't a it's not an appropriate uh, 495 internship because uh, your supervisor, Kara, um, she has a, her degree in a different field. And so we just feel like it's not um, because 495 is supposed to be more like hands on this, that. And I was like, bro, you're blowing me right now because yeah. all I want to do is just like hop on a Zoom meeting with Kara and Evan and be like, yo, can I stick around a little longer or, or what's good? But oh, well, definitely like do it. 
Wait, that's so goofy. Cause also like, I remember when Evan first reached out to me when we took a 495, cause it was a girl before Brittany. Um, and, uh, I have a degree in biological sciences. So like, that is the, the criteria that BCU said. So maybe I'll just have to reach out to Mr. Dorito we go. and be like, yeah, I heard you're talking shit. Really? Yeah. yeah. Jeff, uh, if yeah. you somehow hear this, this ain't nothing at you dog, but you're really blowing my vibe right now because um, yeah. I, I was like, cause that was like on everything. Like, you know, obviously it would, it would have to be a conversation that we had. And like, mm-hmm. if you guys would have even wanted me back and everything like that. But my, my whole plan was like, if I like this internship, I'm going to try and carry it over and just do 240 more hours over the summer because gotcha. I enjoy it. And like, it's, you know, like I said, it's remote, like and, and mm-hmm. everything about it is just, good and so it was like i'm gonna this that that was my plan all along so when i emailed him and he said nah you gotta look for an internship somewhere else i was like bro you basically told him to have a good night he told you to have a good night he literally told me have a good night and just say you're not coming but um yeah so (laughs) so that was that was the one thing i i don't even think we ever uh i ever discussed that with you yeah you guys let me know well because it it, it just happened not that that long ago yeah but um, um dang well we'll definitely chat we'll definitely chat um, but, um you know i so i so unfortunately gotta get a different internship over the summer so i can get the hell out of vcu but um hey uh evan if you're listening to this man uh i got nothing but respect for you and if you uh after summer if you're ever looking for somebody uh feel free to hit me up man Maybe I'll, maybe I'll move out to Philadelphia so I can actually do some stuff. But hey, there we go. The two on five, we wouldn't be ready. There we we go. wouldn't be ready for you. I'm uh, just saying. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> All right, I'll take it right back up to the top. Yes, but yeah, but I uh, to get back to what Nate was saying, it is really cool. Like everyone, he was talking about Evan and like Victoria and them. Like everyone there is just like so chill. Like it's just a company where like you know that whenever you're gonna step into a meeting, you're gonna be like just having a laugh um everyone's blowing up the zoom chat just like either taking on each other or just hyping each other up um and like victoria is funny too because she sent me she knows i i I listen to rap and stuff so she sent me that did i already talk about that thing about gonna um distributing food Mm. um but he uh gotcha gotcha well gonna like set up a hunger relief organization in atlanta with uh i'm forgetting which um which community organization he collabed with but uh we were gonna i think she tweeted it she was like i want to distribute food with gunna as like the tribute <laughs> to his most prolific album but um so amigos if you're going to be listening to this please like come distribute food with us saying, like, i would i would be perfect get on the hey, podcast Quavo. amigos exactly. you heard it here first bro let's let let's uh let's make that a goal one day Probably not anytime soon because, I mean, we don't really have that much clout on this podcast. But uh, if we ever get clout, my first my first goal is to get Quavo on the podcast or at least one of the Migos and then try and get them to link up with Sharing Excess and distribute food because that right would down be in Atlanta. fire. Perfect. Actually, on top of that, this is just me. This is just coming from me uh, because Philly or because Sharing Excess is a Philly-based organization um you know we're still gonna shoot for we're gonna shoot for migos but i'm gonna throw i'm gonna throw uzi on top of that because uzi's my favorite artist so and he's from philly so uzi if you ever hear this dog go distribute some food bro 
Go just big facts. Go get back to your community. Yeah. We'll see you in West Philly. I know so many people that have seen them on like the ATVs out there, like just out on Broad Street and stuff. Is that like Um, a normal, like, I I know that's like a very like Philly thing. Does that like actually happen a lot? Like people just on ATVs all the time? All the time. There's people on ATVs just like roaming the streets of of Philadelphia. That's so ATVs and, and like motorcycles or just like motorbikes, like dirt bikes. That's Um, so tough. But it's, it's pretty tough, but like it's so loud, um, which, yeah, it's not that big of a problem, but my boyfriend used to live on um South Street and it just every night like they'd just be doing donuts like at the end of the block and it's mm. like it happens it happens very rarely here. Like um usually over the summer cuz like I live on a pretty busy street in Richmond. Mm-hmm. Um there have been a few times like probably like 3 or 4 times where I can hear them coming and I literally I don't know what it is. I get hype. I like open up my window <laughs> and I like, look, and it's just like yeah. it's just like 200 people yeah. on dirt bikes atvs yeah. everything and they're just mobbing yeah. down the street and i'm like i'm just sitting there watching them go by and i'm like i'm like a little kid i'm like this is this is fucking sick yeah i mean <laughs> if i had an atv like i'd definitely be for Hell it yeah. but like i don't and it's just rubbing in my face all the time Hell and yeah. yeah i got a couple um a couple philly questions for you kara first what is the best place to get a cheesesteak at in your opinion in philadelphia I knew you were gonna say that from the question "what," like yeah. just like the yeah. first sentence. Yep. Um, it's I've heard tough a lot of because answers. I know, and you're not gonna have heard mine because it closed down. But gotcha. my great grandfather uh, was named Amadeo, but he went by Mario, and he had a steak shop called uh, Mario's Like Cheese Steaks. And my grandmother uh, worked in his shop. And so she makes cheesesteaks and they are the best cheesesteaks in Philadelphia. It's like all his recipe and stuff. I feel like I've heard of Mario's I was going to say, I was going to say, because I don't know if either of you are familiar with the YouTuber, Jesse Wellens. No, no, he, he was, he's actually like a huge YouTuber, like millions of millions of subscribers. He used to have a channel with his girlfriend. I think her name was Gina or something. It was called like prank prank versus prank or something like that i don't even know but like he was huge and i, I swear i remember because i believe he's from philly or goes to philly a lot and on one of his his uh vlogs he was talking about mario's cheesesteaks mm. so uh, I, that makes me happy but i feel yeah, like it I, could be the same yeah i don't know uh, why i was like mario's cheesesteaks i think i i feel like there's got to be another mario's cheesesteaks around here but yeah. um my grandmother like used to live used to live above the shop and it was on like broad street and 14th i think so like right in the right in the mix um or broad and uh chestnut whatever it is um yeah um i wish i had an answer though like pats or gino's i don't know they're they're yeah there's the food in in philly is incredible though i will say Mm -hmm. that i was gonna say because i've heard like pats gino's delisandro's i think if i'm getting that right Mm -hmm. um if you say max's you're you're wrong there's one there's pats no, I've Which heard if, I've heard if you say Max's cheesesteaks, you're wrong. Because I've heard mm. people say I've heard people Max. say Max's cheesesteaks, and then I feel like people from Philly have always like I've always seen it on like Twitter. They're like, if you say Max's cheesesteaks, you haven't actually had a good Philly cheesesteak. And I never been to Philly, so I don't know, but that's just what I've heard. Yeah. Big facts. There are so many other restaurants like see in Philadelphia though. Like there's this one place called South Philly Barbacoa, and I think the owner it has like was featured on a Netflix show. I think it was like Top oh, Chef damn. or something, and there was a whole yeah. like thing about her restaurant and they 
they do like tacos and stuff, but they only sell meat by the kilo. So you come in and they say, do you want um, like pork or beef? And like, that's, that's all, that's all they ask you. Cause what they produce is so good that they don't give a fuck what you want. That's like, it's just like, Dog, like, let me get a kilo real like, quick. I was going to yeah, say, I've like, never right. heard of a kilo used in, in that. That's funny. I know but it slaps. It absolutely slaps. And then also federal donuts, I will have to say, because they only do chicken and donuts. Um, and it's just incredible. It's made me hungry. Bro, my go trip my favorite my favorite food place down here closed down. It it was a Philly cheesesteak place. And I feel like a lot of people say like, oh yeah, like this is a Philly cheesesteak. This isn't mm. this isn't a Philly cheesesteak. But like this place was like a small shop and it was like the dude who owned it or like started it or whatever was like actually from Philly. So it was like a real Philly cheesesteak. I know what you're talking about. I know Bro. What you're talking about. These were this like the best food, some of the best food. They had good wings too, but their cheesesteak was yeah. nuts. And they closed down during COVID and it made me so sad. I remember sad. um it was it was called Mojo's, Mojo's mm-hmm. Philadelphia, and it was right mm-hmm. off campus. And um they like announced when their last day was gonna be because so many people love that place. I went there the last day that they were open and it was popping. And I just ordered three cheesesteaks to go, took them home, ate one and put the other two in the fridge and ate them like the next couple of days because I was like, I was genuinely sad about it. Like yeah. it, was, it was, it was heartbreaking. Dang. That's horrible. Yeah, How about you, Spencer? Good. Anything good around you that you like? Actually, Harrisonburg has some pretty fire spots and I wasn't that hip to it. So I go to JMU. I actually didn't even mention that before. Um, So it's in Harrisonburg. I saw your flag. Like, yeah. Right oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back yeah. there. But, um, yeah, so I didn't really go downtown too much until I would say like end of last year, beginning of this year. So I wasn't even really hip to the places we have, but we have like such a wide variety. Like we have this fire tie spot down here called Ed Thai. It's like a couple minutes away. Downtown, we have a place called Cuban Burger, which honestly is probably one of the best burgers I've ever had. Like it's ridiculous. The owner's super sweet, um, just like a family run place. So that's super dope. And then I just went to a place yesterday or the day before, I think day before, so on Thursday, called Mashida, and it's a Korean spot, and they had a bulgogi cheesesteak. I don't know if I've ever had something that good in my life. Like it was it was ridiculous. Incredible. It was that ridiculous. Amazing. Dude, it was so good. I think I'm about to go back there today. Uh, we have like a day function, so I'll probably go back there before that. But yeah, it was it was ridiculous. So we definitely have some good spots okay. down here. Um, but besides that, in Harrisonburg, there's like there's nothing going on. It's pretty, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's pretty depressing. But uh, yeah. we have yeah. some good food spots. You guys have a gorgeous campus, so like I, yeah. my friend used to go to VC uh, or not VCU to JMU, and mm-hmm. she was a, the only campus I visited, and it was gorgeous. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, yeah. especially because Drexel is like an open thing, so it's all just like in the mix in Philly. So um, right. we don't really have like a a closed campus. Like I guess VCU either. So. Mm-hmm. Um, which I I hated at, at the beginning of it, but I wouldn't have had it any other way. Yeah, so. I was definitely, gonna say, definitely don't see it. Yeah, I kind of like that. Like, I mean, it's obviously it's different for me because like obviously Harrisonburg is not like a city, but whenever I go to Richmond, I, I just I love VCU because it's like right there in the city, so you can mm-hmm. literally go. I don't even know. I just love it. Yeah, I like it's the cool. vibe. The I I had like kind of like the same kind of um experience as you care. Like when I went to visit a um. When I went to a, visit a friend that went to UVA, 
I um because you know I'm in the city like that's the one thing I really like about VCU is like it's very like because it's in the city everything's close like I can walk all the way across campus in like 15 20 minutes if I really needed to like if my class was across campus take me like 15 minutes to get there but I went to UVA bro their campus is fucking huge like I was talking to my friend and they were like oh yeah like I gotta take the bus to class and I was like what like no 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 no. not for me not for me at all I would yeah. much rather just get up, walk to class, be there in five, ten minutes, and then and then walk. Any longer there. than if six I, minutes, like it is too if long. If I gotta take the bus, me, bro, sure. no, like no way, yeah. no shot. That's the weird thing with JMU is that like, so my freshman year I lived in what was called the Village, which is like a cluster of a, uh, basically like dorm housing, and like you can go to the quad, which is like what people refer to as like the really like nice spot. East Campus is really nice too, actually. Um, and then East Campus, you could walk to. It's going to take you a little longer, probably like 15, 20 minutes to walk there. But it's only an issue if you're like off campus. And that's what a lot of houses are is off campus. So you have to take the bus or have a car or something like that. And what I think is probably really cool about VCU and, and about Drexel is like you don't need that. You can just kind of walk to wherever you need to go. So, but yeah. Yeah, I'm a city guy yeah. for sure. Yeah. I definitely learned that after coming to VCU. Yeah. Uh, any other Philly questions I can get for you? Yeah, what's your um, what's your favorite team, favorite sports team in Philly? My favorite team, yeah, uh, obviously the Eagles, go Birds. Yeah, um, I was yeah. here. Yeah, it was my freshman year when they won the Super Bowl, um, yeah. which was sick. Um, uh, one of the Eagles players sent me a rose on Hinge back when I was on Hinge. Wow, um, which was which they got to be my biggest. That's that's nuts. Uh, that's that's nuts. Nuts. I'm not gonna say who it was. Yeah, I was gonna um, say we're gonna not aired him out. Aired him out. I can't tell the story. I'll tell you guys when we're done recording. Right, um, cool, cool. But, right, like, bet, but, bet. but yeah. Anyway, that's funny. That's funny. I was gonna <laughs> say you might like me a little bit less, but I am a Cowboys fan. So are you? you? Know. <laughs> yeah. I do like you a little less. I do. I do like you a little less. It's okay. I like him a little less too because he's a Cowboys fan. Yeah. So, so yeah. <laughs> It's a struggle yeah. out here. We all know we've yeah. all been there. It's a struggle. But you, Kara, yeah. you don't, you don't. Uh, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm assuming here. I could be totally wrong. You don't really watch like hockey or anything like that, right? My best friend, uh, is actually the manager of the hockey team at Drexel. So like, I'll go to their games sometimes. And like, obviously, like, since I like fighting, of course, I like to watch hockey. <laughs> but, um, but, but, you, but, but you're not a Flyers fan, are you? Because then I'm gonna like you a little less. I'm not gonna say I'm not a Flyers fan because mm. obviously, like, go Philly. But, but I'd rather talk about football, like, just because I also play slot. Um, because I coached the flag football team for my sorority way back when, um, oh, and my yeah. girls won the yeah they won the chip. That's all I'm hell gonna say. Yeah. That's uh, yeah, you're just a you're just a jack of all trades, aren't you? You just do a little bit of everything. Master of none, though. So what are you Master gonna do about it? None. Yeah. Didn't you say you did like trapeze or some shit too? back in the day yeah i can't believe you remember that but yeah that was my that was like my my sport my first sport growing up um i went to a sleepaway camp that had that wasn't circus camp but it was a um sleepaway camp with the circus department and i accidentally got really good at it um but i um, yeah. yeah that was that was really good like um covering your you're laughing at me with the yawn sensor but uh uh no i'm playing but i um i used to do flying trapeze and from like when i was nine to 18 and it would just be like an intensive like thing over the summer 
Um, and I actually perform on the advanced fly team, a group of like six kids that would like perform for like all of them, all the people there. And I low-key got pretty good at it. So go check my IG um, uh, for some like some of the film, but yeah, got yeah, some heard, air sense. Yeah. She's, she's good at everything. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm hearing. That's she, essentially what I'm hearing. Yeah, Basically that, what that, I've gotten from this is yeah. Kara hundred percent could kick my ass. I I actually do believe that. I really do believe that. Number one. And number two, <laughs> she could just do like a, a flip and like jump over you and like surprise you and just like snake yeah. eyes you right. sneak also, attack. Yeah. 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 My boyfriend calls me a, a carer rather than like a terror. It's like yeah. a carer. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, all I know so, is if I if I got into an altercation, like like Spencer and some of my friends are coming down to visit uh this weekend and like I feel pretty safe uh because he's a pretty big dude. I think I'd rather have you by my side if I got I would. into an altercation. <laughs> I, feel I would like too. You can just I don't That's it. funny. That's funny. Well I'm always trying to mix, so just let me know. Call the OG. There we like, go. There. there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we go. I actually told I, I told Nate this, but um last week or last weekend, my uh my fraternity, I'm in a fraternity down here. Uh, and we had this thing called taco toss, which is essentially where all the brothers, we meet up at one of our party houses. We have like a big backyard and we basically just eat tacos that the pledges make for us. We drink tequila. And then it's like the one day where if any brother has like a grievance towards another or wants to like, you know what I mean? Like squash the beef. You can usually it's you just bro. wrestling. You usually, well, usually it's just wrestling, so it's like it's relatively safe. You just take them down, nice. and then whoever wins wins. You know, what I mean, we're not trying to really hurt anybody. Um, yeah, injuries injuries happen. But then there was a time, I guess this year, they introduced boxing gloves, and so we're like, all right, word. No, nobody was wow. really using boxing gloves too much at first, but then like near the end, you know, people were just, you know, getting getting a little intoxicated. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, screw it, we're just gonna we're gonna go at it. Um, and I remember I was inside, and usually within my fraternity not too many people uh choose to like fight me and we were inside and one of our i guess i won't say his name because i don't want to expose him but one of my buddies comes inside and he was like uh he's like spencer do you want a box and i was like bro i'm down like are you sure you're are you sure you want to and he's like yeah and i was like all right cool so we go outside and long story short it took probably five seconds and buddy stiffened up like a board and just fell over and no. just like passed out for like two, three seconds. Then he woke up. He was like, "What?" what? Like he was completely fine. He was he was totally fine. But oh. It was just funny. So it was a it was. But a you did him like that. He did Dang. that. Yeah. It was a funny wow. Day, but that's too funny. <laughs> no, I ain't fighting you, dog. I don't know why anybody would choose to fight you. You're built like a fucking house. It was it was just hilarious, bro. Cause like e- that entire day, bro. Like it starts out, nobody is fighting anybody. Everybody's just there drinking, having a good time. But then people just get yeah. to a level where they're just like it's just pure chaos. So it was just mm. funny. And the tacos. Sounds like crazy. you're gonna get yeah signed to the UFC. There you yeah, go. Talking about you wanted to strike and everything. Yeah. Give me, a, give me a one day one day contract. Let me get my fifty thousand, and then I'm out of there. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> That's tough. All right. Um, I think it's time. I think it's time we dive it's into time. it a little bit. Um, I think we kinda talked about talked about some other stuff for long enough. This is the reason Kara's here. She has very strong opinions about videos and I wanna hear them. So I'm just gonna let yeah. you let you say what you gotta say and then you know I'll Spencer and I'll jump in or whatever, but I wanna hear I want to hear everything you got about Migos. I want to know your favorite Migo. I want to know your favorite Migos song or album. I want to hear it. Let's hear it. Okay. 
I could just give you like my my 10 minute spiel about like who my favorite Migos is, but I just want to let you guys know that um, the the end answer is a three way tie, like dead mm. stop. Like I just don't know how to break it sometimes. And mm. I really thought that I had a solid thesis coming into this because ever since we've been doing the planning, like I've been listening to their albums, listening to the features, listen to Culture One Two Three, the the solos. Um, but then I was listening to them all again today and I feel scrambled. So um, we're. I feel like it'd be good if we talk about each Migos one by one and then talk about some albums and like some of our favorite features, if that's all right. Just because uh, I wish that I, I could tell you, but the genuine answer is the three-way tie. Um, I'm going to start with Quavo just because um, I, I'm getting the vibe from Nate that Quavo's his favorite Migos. Yeah. It's just the vibe I'm getting. Yeah. You would be wrong. I know. Really? I bet yours is the same as mine. I bet yours is the same as mine. Oh, okay. So I'll give you I'll give you my little spiel and then we can kick it to Spencer. So mm-hmm. um if you would have asked me back let's say like sophomore year of high school, like before Migos even got like real, real big, that was like mm-hmm. that was like Versace, Hannah Montana, pipe it up days. Um pipe it up. I would definitely say Quavo. Mm. Um but and even up until probably up until I'd say probably when they dropped uh Huncho Jack Jack Huncho, I would say Quavo was the best. I think Quavo kind of took a step back. I think he's kind of offset's just taken over. Offsets offsets okay. o- offsets okay. just taken over. Yep, thank uh, you. I, I thank think you. offset thank you. is the I think he's offset's fire, bro. Thank like you. he just I'm not gonna argue. I, with offset. You on that. I, I they're all good. Like don't get me wrong. Like I always I always made a joke. It was like a running joke on like my uh private Twitter. Every month I would award like a amigo of the month. Like just fucking around. Like whoever whoever like had a had like a good feature or like whatever mm-hmm. I, whatever song I was listening to, like I, I would like Migo of the Month and for the longest time, it was like, okay, Quavo's Amigo of the Month. Quavo's Amigo of the Month. And then a couple times it was offset. And I started doing this thing where I was like, take off. You're really slacking, dog. Like, you you haven't you, you haven't won yet. And, and I fuck with take off. Like, I think he's very fire. But, like, I always just felt like Offset would just... Anytime Offset featured on something or, like, when he dropped that... um with, When they dropped Without Warning. Like, like everything about it. Yeah. Like, I got to the point where I was like, yo, Quavo... You you might you might be in second dog, and now I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, this is my personal opinion. I I personally now would put Quavo in third. I yep. think I like takeoff. I think and I'm with that better than and like, Quavo. And honestly, if I had to pick one gun to my head, it would be takeoff. So I'm honestly surprised yeah. um, and hurt to hear you say that takeoff wasn't taken off. Um, but um, <laughs> regardless, um, I honestly think that um, he absolutely stole uh, Culture Three. So, and I also think that he had the best solo album. Um, so uh, that's definitely something that I want to defend through our through our conversation today. But I'm not going to take you take that away from Offset because he's one of my favorites in the three way tie because his lyrics make me laugh the most. Um, like he his verses just like make me laugh. Like, and I was Jeez. trying to when I was I was trying to write down like some of the lines that made me laugh, but. Uh, on Culture Two, Offset was like, "Your bitch is a throwaway mutt." I was like, oh, "That hurts." Imagine Offset comes up to you and he goes, "Oh, Nate, 
your bitch is a throwaway mutt. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, how do you do that? Like, how do you come back from that? Like, you don't. Uh, you don't. You don't. You, like, you, you just you take just, a seat. You just, you can't. I know. But um, without warning does have a special place in my heart because um, I'm a medical assistant and I had to do a phlebotomy lab three times a week in Jersey. So I would drive a half hour and I'd listen to um, if I didn't listen to without warning and wear this chain, then I wouldn't make my my blood stick that day when I like take other people's blood. I'd have to listen to without warning. Um, and then I'd make all my sticks. So, I'm so um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. For me, it's just like offset just with his ad libs. I'm a big like ad lib guy. And those just mm. geek the hell out of me, man. They whenever do. I'm listening to whenever I just hear offset coming offset. Like it just it just geeks me. Mm-hmm. I think our culture too, like that's what I'm saying, bro. And it's yeah. like I think just with the Migos in general, bro, what for me kind of and I think maybe for a lot of people, I don't know, like obviously their music's fire, right? But yeah. you cannot name me any other group, whether you take them individually or collectively, that has better ad libs. You, you there's just not you it can't. doesn't exist. No, you can't. It does not yeah. exist. I feel like for they yeah. literally like almost like paved the way for i don't even know not paved just the way for others but just I, like just ridiculous bro no i definitely am with you on that like whenever i think about nico's adlibs uh my favorite one is always on uh, uh no complaints on not yeah. all heroes are capes and also it's always just like steak on my plate steak <laughs> uh, and it's, i imagine him in the booth just being like you know what this would be hot right here yeah. have, you ever, have you ever seen videos of like rappers recording their it's so lips? funny like they literally just, they literally do exactly what you think it's amazing yeah. it's so good because they're just they're just sitting there with their headphones on they already recorded the verse yeah. and everything and they're just in there and they're just like mama yeah it's so funny it's amazing <laughs> yeah take, and take with, going back to take off yeah going back to take off like i think his outlets are like the most like well placed i yeah. feel like like i the thing about um take off and not take off offset and quavo is like they'll say something that makes me laugh like smash like yeah. when quavo says yeah. that i'm like that's funny like <laughs> um but I think, like, especially, what was I listening to on Culture 3? But, um, think shit, sweet, no, not. Um, uh, I think it's uh, Get Money. Um, I just think that if you listen to that, then you'll understand, like, Take Off definitely, like, waits and listen to his songs and then he just thinks, it. like, oh, yeah. yeah, times it just so perfectly. Yeah. 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 Um, All right. So I, here's, here's, here's what, here's where things are going to take, like, kind of a left turn, I think. Um, because this is where I'm very strongly opinionated about the topic. Um, what's your, what's your favorite Migos project? Like, like as a group, like, so not, I mean, you can, if, if like Mm -hmm. without warning or Huncho Mm -hmm. Jack is like your favorite, then you could be like, oh yeah, I put this above that. But like as a collective group, what's your, uh, what's your favorite project that Migos has released? Great question. Um, I'm going to say Culture 3 just because it came out on June 11th, the day I graduated college. I woke up that morning and like it was the first thing me and my boyfriend put on. And um, not just that, but when the deluxe version came out, if I had to pick just like one pinpoint to discuss right now, I think the music video to Avalanche would be like what I'm going to pick. Do you guys ever watch that? Um, um, I the, like might, the video? I think I've seen yeah, it, but I don't video. recall it. I don't think it, I have. It, it's it's them just like in the booth talking about the project and like what they wanted to do and they were with the musicians and apparently like Quavo was just like I want this to be soulful music I want us to like 
really get into it. And then it's them in like black suits looking so clean and just like, like just, and then, and then they cut to like the, th the three Migos, like talking about what they want this project to mean and about how like they're the foundation of their families and like Quavo's over there just like rolling. And they're just like, yeah, well, um, we're just like making a new sound, a new vibe. Like, and I will stick to saying that culture three is probably my favorite project because like from even before culture one, like me and Nate, when we we're before we were, um, even when we were planning last week, we were talking about, uh, days before rodeo like travis scott mm -hmm. um and like sloppy toppy like yeah. it even like back when they were so hungry like that yeah. so like what a banger yeah. but Such a good song, then, bro. and then like you get to see how they decided to develop their sounds like from culture one and then culture two and when they break out and i feel like quava wants to be like a little bit more like poppy like travis scott like trying to make a new sound which like I'm all for um I, I didn't love his album I didn't it took me a couple more times of listening to a solo album to like get as into it as I wanted to mm -hmm. and I didn't feel that way about Offset's album but I think both of them like also just have such hot features on that but I look at takeoffs and I'm like you didn't really have features on that and it was still like such a range and you like really push yourself out of your sound and then after all that they after all of the development that they did they come back together for culture three and they i think they just figured out the best just way to it. like be individuals but together mm -hmm. um so that's why i think culture three is going to be my answer to that question hell yeah hell yeah. yeah i know for me um i don't i like i'm not as into it, like for all my reasons but i just like kind of pick out certain songs that i love within each project and for me culture two walk it talk it was one of my favorites just because I remember back in high school uh, when me and my buddies were going to see the prom or uh, like homecoming or something, I don't know. And we rented out one of those big uh, like party buses. So we had all of our dates out on there and that song came on, yeah. And I remember <laughs> one of my one of my buddies had uh, like a mink coat and some glasses and he was just walking down as they were saying, as they were singing, walking, talking. And it was so funny. It was so wow. so so funny, and wow. I think that's what a core memory. Too. Yeah, that wow. was hilarious. Uh, I love that. Yeah, um, and like I, before Culture Three, like Culture Two, I me and my me and Noah get into arguments about this all the time, but I like Culture Two more than Culture One, and I think that girls just generally feel that way, um, and yeah. it might be because like that's what came out when I was like I guess it was, I was a sophomore in college, because same as you, like I just remember like. Uh, my it was after Aaron Express, just Philly's whole like basically our Mardi Gras equivalent. Like everyone just yeah. gets really drunk during the day, and uh, we had a snow day that night. All of my friends were way too drunk and like throwing up to go back to Pie Cap, and yeah. I um I like went back to the frat by myself and had the best time with all the brothers, just like and that's surf dope. I was playing, and like that's my core that's memory, just, like yes, whipping sir. it, like whipping yes, it with all the sir. boys, like it was yes, sick, sir. yeah. That's funny um, as hell. Yeah. Okay, let's hear it, Nate. See, I I feel like I read the room very well because I knew that I didn't know for sure that like this was kind of be gonna be how it went. But in my head, I felt like you were like a culture two, culture three type person. Mm -hmm. And then Spencer, I already know you. I know you're like you you kinda like just gravitate towards certain songs. Yeah. And this is where it's gonna take a left because I'm gonna say something. And you're not going to like it. <laughs> I think Migos have fell off a little bit. I personally, that's, that's my opinion. 
I I listen to all of their stuff and I don't think they've like fallen mm-hmm. off. Like I obviously they're still Migos. They still put out bangers. But just for me personally, I'm a culture one guy. Um and even I'm I I liked their music a lot more before they like kind of did try to go more mainstream and like Quavo mm-hmm. went more pop. I liked the like dirty grimy sound that they had like back on like YRN like Bando all that stuff. I I always liked that and I felt like Culture 1 was still that but mm-hmm. also um like they kind of polished their sound more. Like the old stuff obviously it sounds like SoundCloud rap because it basically was mm-hmm. um but I think Culture 1 is kind of when they found like they had a certain level of production, they found like a good sound and but it still wasn't like too uh like mainstream like it's it to me it feels like they're going for like more radio hits now which like is totally understandable that's where you're gonna make money if you can get your songs on the radio and stuff like that but it's just not for me personally that's not really what i look for when i'm listening to migos when i put on migos i'm just trying to blast that shit super loud and just like vibe out and i feel like that's what culture one is for me like front to back well maybe not front to back because they do have a couple of songs on there that are kind of soft um but like even just starting all the way up until like the last two songs i know one of them is all ass and like obviously i'm not gonna really gravitate towards that song because i'm not really throwing ass to migos um but i um speak for yourself yeah yeah, i'm not i understand why other people may like the song but i'm not gonna be throwing ass to migos so don't, don't really include that. that okay. <laughs> Steven, yeah, no, like, shout out Steven. <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. I feel like for me personally, Culture One is um the like probably my favorite project that they put out. And then Culture Two is still pretty good, but I felt like that was kind of where it started to get a little more like like I personally I don't really have very memorable songs from that album and maybe like I said when I did my song of the week maybe it's just the era because like I remember most of the songs from Culture One Culture Two I remember them here and there Walk It Talk It like I I I have songs on there that I still go back and listen to but like Culture Three I I I don't think I could really name a song off the top of my head to be completely honest with you like other than like you know like singles and stuff like if we take the singles out of everything i don't think i could name like a single song off of culture three because i remember like i listened to it a couple times and i was like it's not bad like i their music isn't bad i just feel like they haven't really hit the same for me personally in a while so it sounds like you just don't have a sophisticated palette yeah, like, I, yeah. I'm playing. I, yeah. no i'm actually Sorry, no, i'm no. playing i'm playing but like no i can definitely understand where you're coming from with culture one and like that's why i'm not gonna say that that's not like a phenomenal album it's just i like i appreciate the way that they've decided to take their sound you know what i mean because mm-hmm. like i get yeah. that it's like the grimy like I could just imagine like the three of them in the booth just like putting culture one out and that's like like quick chirps like definitely you know but I think that I appreciate like how much how much thought that like I can see them put into their lyrics and stuff and just how they wanted to like be a part of the music I guess yeah um yeah I don't know I'm gonna keep thinking on that I also think a big thing now for I mean a lot of rappers is 
if we're thinking back on, you know, groups, namely like rapper groups, you know what I mean? Migos mm-hmm. was kind of one of the first to really do that. Like we had never seen three people all like with their own kind of sense of style and flavor, all collabing into one group and like supporting each other and helping each other, especially through so mm-hmm. many projects. And I think, you know, kind of maybe where rap is today is that collaboration isn't necessarily seen in groups as much as it is in features. So it's kind of them needing to figure out where to navigate and how to navigate going forward. Like, cause I mean, the Migos is always going to be the Migos, right? We know we have Quavo offset and Takeoff all separately doing their own thing, but at the end of the day, they created something that hasn't really been done before. So I think it, now it's kind of within this new era of rap, even though it's still kind of within the same era, trying to figure out where to go within that group. So that can kind of be yeah. difficult, I feel like, for sure. Definitely. But I don't know. I appreciate that they're like, they definitely see themselves as just, I think now in their later later projects as like examples of like how people should be grinding. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Picasso and like um, a lot of like uh, Offset's album was about like him growing up and with his mom and stuff. And I, I appreciate listening to that a little bit more than like, fuck the game kama sutra like yeah. which don't get me wrong is a banger like yeah. of course i was grinding that upstairs like in the gym right before but, yeah. and there are de- definitely like times and places to listen to each of them but um i feel like now i'm just being defensive of culture two and three because I gotta defend gotta defend what you like i but i also like understand where nate's coming from where like they they are kind of like in into not mainstream stuff but yeah. like yeah i think it's i think i mean it's just at the end of the day it's all um it's all just about like your opinions and perspectives. Like yeah. I said, I don't, yeah. I don't by any stretch of the imagination think that Migos are bad. And I don't think culture three is bad. Like there are good songs on there. I remember when I listened to it, I was like, okay, I kind of like this song. I just, I didn't really have a lot of replay value for me personally. Mm-hmm. And that's just, you know, a matter of opinion. Like, like I said, when I listened to Migos, I liked, I liked the, the sound that they had back. Like, YRN, YRN2, mm-hmm. Culture One. Like I liked that kind of sound. Um, and obviously it got more polished over time. Um, because the old stuff sounded like, you know, it was recorded on a tin can. Um, <laughs> but I think it's, you know, they're obviously you you gravitate more towards like culture three. Spencer's mm-hmm. more of a fan of culture two. And I think it's just, you know, everybody has their own opinions. I remember because I found Migos like pretty early on, like back in those like YRN days before they really kind of blew up. And so like, that's just like in my head, that's what I hear when I think of Migos. I hear that like, that like, oh, like they're, they're grinding, like they're talking about the shit, like, you know, everything they're doing, like, you know, illegal activities, illegal drugs, this, that, and whatever. And they're doing all that stuff. And it sounds like I basically, I was like a little dirty street rat wannabe when I was in like high school. Cause like, I that was like all I listened to like just all all the Migos stuff on SoundCloud I lived on SoundCloud like I used Apple Music Spotify whatever I used at the time but most of the time I was listening to spot uh SoundCloud because SoundCloud I was listening to songs that weren't on there mm. like and I so it's like for me I just I think that's kind of what Migos is in my, in my head is like that like it's a very unique sound and I feel like lately like they still have a un- very unique sound for sure but I feel like it's gotten a little more like everyone else, which kind of like, you know, obviously that's, like I said, going to get you on right. the radio, going to get more popularity if your song is like, you know, if it's like a a club banger or something like mm. that. But like, 
I would rather listen to Brown Paper Bag like before going out to a party yeah. or like mm-hmm. Kelly Price or or something like something in that realm. And my thing mm-hmm. also is I'm a I'm a big fan of not like like usually I gravitate towards songs that aren't like the popular ones. Like mm-hmm. if you think of like Culture One, like I obviously like them, but like when you think of like Culture One, like like What the Price and all that, like those were like kind of like the big songs and like banger love the song but like i i gravitated more towards songs that like kind of went unlike recognized and like with culture Two, walk it talk it was fire but i um i can't remember two chains the on song. the the saxophone uh, so uh what's that one i like i feel like the second half of that album uh doesn't get as much love fire. yeah for sure but yeah i mean i think it's just it's all perspective really and i kind of i kind of got that vibe from you i kind of figured you were like yeah like more of a newer migos kind of kind of person and like i totally get why i i you know obviously like i said not not taking anything away from them just for me personally I, they kind of fell off they kind of fell out of my rotation i guess like i don't really play as much migos as i used to because i used to play migos all the time if you look at my soundcloud mm. likes there's like 30 straight songs and it's just migos but now it's like, you know, I'll throw them on every once in a while. They're still in like my throwback playlist. Like I have a 2016 mm-hmm. throwback playlist, like stuff from like culture and stuff is in there. But um, they don't like their newer stuff doesn't really doesn't really appeal to me as much. And it's kind of just the the vibe mm-hmm. I'm looking it's, for. Yeah, I, it's the, I feel like it's, it's a function of like what you're looking to get out of it, because I feel like song. you bring up a good point. Like if I'm going to be going out like culture one, like and culture two, some like the some of the things that you know you want to raise your blood pressure a little bit but um if i'm gonna like take a long drive i'm gonna put on culture three and i'm never gonna shuffle that album Mm. and just because i want to listen to what they're saying and like i think they say so much in between the lines um and just the way that they deliver it and especially takeoffs like flows as he's delivering it i think it's worth like sitting down and just wanting to appreciate so maybe that's why like you're you're not as into those albums um and just like depends when you want to depends on what you want to get out of the music at the time i yeah, guess i'll have to i'll have to run culture three back i guess that's just what i'm saying bro i'm about to hit the gym after this i might just listen to straight migos the entire time because it's that's like what i did right before yeah <laughs> like i said it's like it's you know you kind of you kind of have a certain vibe you're going for when you're listening to like mm-hmm. certain artists like mm-hmm. um like with Migos, obviously I said, you know, that's like like kind of like the pregame before I go out, like get myself mm-hmm. hyped type thing. And another good example of that, um, Fabio Foreign just dropped an album and I listened to it like as soon as it came out and I did not like it at all, except for like a couple of songs because Fabio Foreign was like, he was like, it's called Bible. And it feels like ever since he got that song with Kanye, he kind of went went Kanye and like, he, you know, it was like real, like a lot of soft stuff. And like and like I get he's trying to diversify and this and that. And I'll never hate on an artist for doing that. Like, you know, if you want to diversify and like try new sounds and stuff, that's that's cool. But when I put on Fabio Foreign, I'm trying to listen to something that makes me want to punch a baby. That's like <sighs> that's. That's the kind of I want that dirty. You heard it here first. Nate Vrains, Vranis punches babies. Hey, Keep I'm not kids. gonna hit a baby. Bunch of kids, I'm bunch not of hitting kids, a baby. Man. But I'm just saying, like, that's the kind of sound I like. I want to hear that dirty drill beat. I want to, like, I want to turn it on and just be like, "Ooh, that beat!" But like, it was so soft, and like, there was a couple of songs. There was a couple of drill songs, and I fucked with them heavy. But like, it's like when you're looking to listen to a certain artist, sometimes you want a certain vibe. 
And I feel like with that Fabio album and then like with Migos lately, I just, it hasn't been the vibe that hits for me. So I haven't really gravitated towards it too bro, much. Bro, I'll tell you what, in the last week I've gotten hip to UK drill music. That shit goes hard. I got two songs that we're going to play down at VCU that are just dumb. I sent one of them to you and another one is by the same person. It's called Elevate by like Nems or whatever. It's just stupid, bro. Bro, I have it's I have a song for dumb. you. I have a song for you in terms of UK drill, bro. It's this one. It's like it's like a whole bunch of people. They're they're in a gang and it's like called like Zone 2 or something like that, and they just are just outright rapping about like the straight up murders they've committed on this song, and it's so incriminating. Like I don't know how anybody puts that shit out and goes, right. "Yeah, this is a good idea." But bro, it goes so hard. Like it's it slaps so hard. Like and I'm I'm listening to this and I'm just like, you know, your average like skinny tall white boy. Yeah. And you're just like, listening "Hey bro, like, I'm these, ready to risk it all." I'm just listening to these dudes across the fucking world rapping about like brutally murdering some dude in a McDonald's and I'm like, "Where did that come from?" This shit goes though. That shit cut hard. <laughs> That's totally fair. Um, I'm sorry that that's inside you. Like, I, okay, I hope that you're like, I hope that you like find a way to get that out. You okay, like, bro? Not punching right? babies. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I, um, I, just for yeah. clarification, I'm not punching no babies. I like children. I'm just saying, yeah. like, that's I want to listen when yeah. I turn on Fabio Foreign. I want to listen to something that is like so aggressively, like, mm. not even like what he's saying. I want that drill beat. That's the thing for me. Like no, that New York that. drill beat. That's what, that's like what made him famous and like him and Pop Smoke, like that's what kind of blew them up. And like now New York drill, which is basically just UK drill, like that kind of sound has really taken off. And so like, that's what got him to the point where he is. And like I said, I understand like you want to like branch out, do different things, but I'm so used to hearing it that when I do listen to Fabio Foreign or like Pop Smoke, I want that beat. I want to, I don't even care what they're saying. I want to hear that beat and I want it to like, just shake my to bones because it's like so that. hard hitting. And like, like even with <laughs> I Pop Smoke, like, I never really liked his like, <laughs> like softer stuff. Like some of it's okay, but like, like he did a song with Dua Lipa and I was like, what is this? Dua okay, Lipa yeah, different, is, different, goes yeah. hard, bro. Dua Lipa, Dua Lipa does go hard, but I don't want her on a song with Pop Smoke. I couldn't appreciate yeah. it until like, honestly, yesterday. I just, because every time I hear a Dua song, like we have a group chat, and we'll be like, yo, Hunter, what are you listening to, bro? And he puts on a specific Dua Lipa song, and I'm always like, God, stop it. Get it off. Get it off. But I was driving yesterday, bro, and I just let it ride, and I was getting lit in the car, bro. I was getting stupid. Ah, Shout out Dua Lipa. When, Dua Lipa does go crazy. That I, when, sorry to not talk about Dua Lipa, because honestly, I don't, I don't listen that much. But nah, you're good. When you said pop. <laughs> When you said Pop Smoke, like I like a little like smile came on my face because I haven't listened to Pop Smoke in forever, but um I'll always hit someone with a Pop Smoke line. Um oh, yeah. when like when I'm out or something. Like I remember it's my um, dog. Give me I, Yeah. Um I remember like someone said, Oh, like I like your nails like when I had gotten acrylics done, I was like, Ah, Pop Smoke says if you don't have your nails done, you're not it. So, you know. Um and like his, like his words like guide my day to day action sometimes. So definitely a pop smoke fan um and he did this podcast with um someone before he passed away um and you definitely have to check that out because even just hearing his voice outside of recording like Mm -hmm. it's 
it his is striking. Is nuts. Striking. Absolutely his striking. His voice is nuts. You know, his mom said that apparently, I, I can't confirm this, but there was something where they were talking to his mom or somebody in his family, and they were like, he literally, how he raps, he never talked like that. Like, he did not talk like that. And I was mm-hmm. like, I didn't even know what they meant by that. Or they meant, like, his voice was different or, or whatever. But, yeah, I just thought it was funny. That's crazy. That's crazy. But, I mean, the only thing that I, the stone that's not unturned for me is I feel like um, uh, we didn't talk as much as I wanted to about Hunter Jack Jack Honcho. Because mm-hmm. if I had to pick one gun to my head between um, without warning and Hunter Jack Jack Honcho, I think I'd go with Hunter Jack Jack Honcho. Yeah. Um, I I know that that's a that's like and he I just got up and left. love what? I love I love without warning I really do I love without warning I really really do but I will not like he doesn't even know where to go he went did a three sixty he just did a three you're playing with me I I feel that way like I really do just um I can't think of a song on that album that misses and like we could spend a whole separate album like a whole other separate hour talking about whether um how you feel or saint laurent mask is better like i think that that is something that like deserves time um to you know on a whole separate podcast but i i don't feel that way about without warning i just don't um and maybe it's and maybe that's why like quavo in the in the three-way tie is like my favorite in the sense that i love his creative like vision and i think it's a lot more I'm with Travis Scott. So when I'm watching music videos, like Quavo is always the one that's making me laugh. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I hey can't man, believe you heard it here it, first. Kara's going to have to come back on the podcast. We heard it. We heard it I think first, we might though. just have to just to, revisit, like, just revisit become, this Migos become a Migos podcast. Well. It sounds like you're not a, it sounds like you're not a Travis Scott fan of the way you should be, which is hurtful. But <sighs> Who, um, me? yeah, um, I, no, you, I like, like, I like Travis Scott a lot, I but like him a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting clowned on my own podcast right now. This is nuts. It, I'm yeah. getting clowned on my own podcast by my boss. That's crazy. Never changed, Where man. am I? Nah, but um, no, I I really do. I do fuck with um, I do fuck with both mm. Quavo and Travis Scott. My thing is, um, so I don't even know if Spencer knows this because like we've we've been friends since like high school and all that. Like he said, but um, but like back in high school like he wasn't like really part of like our immediate friend group because he was like a, he's he's a year below me so like um he had his own group like but like we play basketball and stuff but in my immediate friend group it was well known by everybody that i would have put it on everything if you put quavo and travis scott on a song they don't miss that was my thing like up until uh huncho jack released i i was like if Travis Scott and Quavo are on a song together, it is a banger. No misses. And once Huncho Jack came out, I didn't think that anymore. And I don't think it's bad uh. at all. It's kind of it's kind of the same way I feel about like Culture 3. I don't think it's bad and I can understand why people really like it. I just I felt like there was there was a a, a good amount of misses in there for me personally and I was like ah like what? there are songs on there that I I still listen to to this day. But and uh, both of those songs that you names are are songs that I still listen to. But I don't know my per. I we are we are clearly two very different. 
I think Migos so. fans. I think that like, that's why I wanted to bring it up because you were saying like Quavo, Quavo fan up until Hunter Jackson Country. And like, I just don't get, that's the opposite for me. Cause like, I think about his features and like him with Post Malone, like, all right, all right. But then like when he, when he committed to that concept with Travis and just on the opening, like imagine the opening of modern slavery. Like that's what I want both of you to just like go listen to when you're on your workout. And maybe that's why I have my little like, connection to it. Cause that would always be the first thing that I would start a flag football practice with like modern slavery and then right down through go. Um, um, but I can't believe it. I just can't believe that. I don't know. Hey, that's I mean, your thoughts. I don't know. I would say for me, cause going back when you were talking about Travis Scott, one of my good buddies, um, was big was huge into Travis Scott and just the more and more I got hip to him I was like you know what I kind of vibe because I never really listened to him like too much beforehand mm-hmm. um I was like you know what I actually really vibe with this dude so I would I would definitely say that as he wasn't before I would put Travis Scott in like my top five favorite rappers Dang. yeah uh, uh maybe like four dang. or five no yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think maybe I just have such a personal connection to it because I, I got into like rap kind of late. Like mm-hmm. I went through my freshman year of college and my um, big had was studying abroad and I ended up taking release. So I stayed on campus that summer and Drexel's different because you only get your, your freshman summer off and then the other two summers are uh, internships. But I, um, all the girls that I all the friends I had made freshman year like had left for the summer and the only two people that I knew on camp or the only person I knew on campus was my best friend's boyfriend and he like literally took me under his wing and it was the same year that Astroworld and Scorpion came out so if I couldn't have an intelligent conversation about those albums with the boys for eight hours every single day like yeah. I couldn't hang out with yeah. the boys so um like so of course like Travis Scott is like up there for me yeah um but Oh, yeah. I don't know. Can't believe it. Also, listen to Don Tolliver too, because like he's Don, like, hey, I no, I just, like, I just, yeah, <gasps> okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I love Don Tolliver. Yeah. Life of Don, like, and yeah. Isaiah Rashad's uh, House is Burning. Like, yeah. I go back and forth about which one is the album of the year, but yeah. I can't pick one. So, have you heard? Uh, I don't know if you just featured on it because this was actually one of my songs of the week. Uh, Mystery Lady. It was like Don Tolliver. Yes, and- with Masego. Yeah. Um, stupid uh it's so hot it's stupid. so hot yeah stupid yeah um, hell yeah dang guys this has been so fun yeah this has been yeah, so fun absolutely uh, i i'm 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 just throwing it out there now because we 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 could really go on for like a long time um but you know then nobody's gonna listen to it so <laughs> um i'm i'm very serious i think uh, I think you got to come back. Yeah, definitely. I think you'll have to. Absolutely. You know what? I yeah, I honestly feel like we've got a lot of we got a things that we got to settle here. Beat the squash. Yeah, no, like, I, yeah. I, definitely, <laughs> I, I, this is this is exactly the kind of like vibe that I was saying beforehand that like we don't want to just have someone on the podcast just for the sake of being like, oh, we have a guest. Like, I want it to be someone that like we can actually like just like talk with and like Brings have new conversation good, to the conversation. table all that yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and like yeah. and i think that it went this is going exactly how i thought it would go because like you know i've been i've been you know in zoom meetings and this that with you for however long this semester has been and i've i've that vibe i was just like yeah like i feel like kara could just talk like we could just talk about we could talk about literally just like one specific migos album for like a whole hour so it's almost difficult to 
cover everything that we want to cover and talk about things even other than music in an hour or now over an hour. But um, but I I'm very serious. I think you're gonna have to come back. You might have to be first and second guest. I don't. I don't wow. Mean, man. Wow. Might have to. Perhaps. Might have Perhaps. To. Uh, yeah. Hell yeah. But um, um, yeah. No. It. This is. This has really been a lot of fun. And I, again, want to say. I want to say thank you for um, for just like everything. Honestly, like podcast aside. Um, you know, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for, you know, having this conversation with us and just kind of having having a good time. But like, thank you for everything internship wise too, because I don't think I've ever really said that. It's just you know, we had a we had a conversation before about how you, you know it's it's a little difficult and it's hard to navigate at times like that for everybody. But you've you and Evan and everybody at Sharing Excess has made that experience so enjoyable for me. And like I said, I'm really upset that I can't continue it into the summer. But after the summer. I would actually like, I would love to like continue helping out in some way. Obviously that's a Man, discussion for, sure. for a later time, but yeah, for it's, sure. it's been well, really so fun. Touched. So thank you. So touched. I'm absolutely so touched. And like, definitely like do get back in touch after your summer internship because you're always like, welcome back at sharing access and Spencer, like you two, if you ever want to like oh, yeah. try and get involved, absolutely. regardless, absolutely. regardless. Um, it's been such a pleasure chatting with you guys. And also just like having Nate on the team, like you've been honestly like, I can't say my favorite intern, but if any of the other interns are listening, <laughs> you you know now. You know. Just, if you stop, didn't know, stop. now you know. Was, no, like, I'm just playing. Know. We I, I love everybody there. No. Everybody's so nice. Yeah, now um, it's so fun. But uh, absolutely touch. It's been so much fun, guys, and I'm definitely looking forward to coming back because you've got you know things to settle. But um, I hope you have the best, like, rest of your days. Thank you. Me too. Yeah, just, like, good vibes and everything. Yes, sir. All right. Kara, stick around for one second, though, because I want to, um, sure. I just want to clear, I just want to make sure everything saves and everything uh, mm -hmm. after the, uh, after we finish recording. But, um, so just stick around for a few more minutes. Spencer, quote of the week time. Talk to him. Got you, man. Y'all know I'd be coming back here with, you know, my inspiration. I want to sprinkle upon all of you guys, so. For this week, we got a quote that many of you may know. Uh, I don't know if it was, I'm pretty sure it was from Vine when, when it was OG Vine days, but the quote is, an avocado, thanks. And you may look at this and you're like, bro, what even, like, what the hell are you talking about, man? It's an avocado. But you know, the backstory of this thing was Christmas, you know, little kid, maybe like five, six, I don't know how old he was. That was, a, that was a pretty important time for all of us, you know, we think we're going to get some presents that we want, you know, a fire truck, a jersey, a video game, whatever it may be. This kid got an avocado wrapped in like tinfoil, or I think it was in like, it was even in present wrapping. And, you know, instead of throwing a fit and being like, I don't want an avocado, what am I going to do with this? Is it a fruit? Is it a vegetable? Who knows? He was grateful for it. And I think that a big thing that we can kind of take from that is, you know, you're not always going to get what you want all the time, but you got to make the best of the situation. You got to be grateful for what you do have and what you do get. Um, and you know, you can always turn a negative or something un un unexpected and surprising into a positive. So it's always just finding that silver lining and, you know, running with it. So that's what I got. What do you think of that? You are inspirational. I love that. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so my quote of the week, uh, I don't have anything nearly as good as Spencer. I usually don't. Um, I just felt it was appropriate. I was sitting here trying to think of quotes. I was like, you know, I'm trying to come up with something funny. Sometimes my brain is a little slow. It don't really work. 
Um, and I thought of a quote from Anchorman. Oh, I can't remember if it's Anchorman one or two. I don't remember which one it is, but it's Anchorman, Ron Burgundy, and he said, "For one night, let's not be co-workers. Let's be co-people." And I thought it was appropriate because <laughs> this is the first time that we're having a guest on the podcast, and it's my boss. And if that isn't just like a what the hell is going on kind of moment, I don't know what it is because I I never would have seen this coming. I never would have expected to like go into this internship and actually have like a very cool, very relatable boss that I can just talk for an hour and 20 or so minutes on a podcast. But that's where we are. So today, Carol, we're not co-workers. You're not my boss. Co-people. We're just we're co-people. Yeah. And Spencer, you're wow. you're always That's co-people. People. You know, we're we're technically wow. co-workers too, dog. This is, this is our podcast. We're technically working together. Facts. So we're co-people, wow. but we're not co-workers today. We're, we're all co-people. co-people. <laughs> so um, I'm gonna change the mission of our department to like be that, like, <laughs> just like just that quote right there. I think it's pretty fire, honestly. <laughs> Ron it. Burgundy was yeah. spitting some facts. Um, so yeah, so that's gonna do it for the quotes of the week. It's gonna wrap up the episode, Spencer. Let them know where they can find you at, bro. Yes, sir. Y'all can find me on Instagram, Spencer underscore Payne one two three. Uh, I got a fitness account at Payne Gains. Y'all can follow me on with a Z. As always, follow us on TikTok and Instagram at the Uncontested Podcast. Um, and yeah, Nate, where can they find you at, bro? Also, um, me. sorry, I'm gonna. Oh, sorry, no, go I ahead. didn't mean to interrupt, no, but go I'm ahead. gonna go throw ahead. out sharing excesses. Oh, so yeah. at oh, sharing yeah. excess, sharing excess, yeah, sharing excess. Um, it's also it's super sick. Go to sharingexcess.com. That is e x c e s s at sharing excess on Instagram, Twitter, and also online. Just yeah, go hit that donate button. Yes, sir. One dollar donated is sixteen meals redistributed to your community. So that's crazy. Uh, any kind of way to get involved, big oh. fast. Oh, yeah. hey, if you listen, if you're listening to this episode right now, go follow Sharing Access. Go donate a dollar for real. You, I it's part of part of what I'm doing. It's a huge part of what Kara is doing. So both of us would really appreciate it. Go do that. And if you don't, I'll know. I'll I'll know. We know that you didn't. It's gonna it, come so you punch your baby. It's gonna come punch your baby. If you got a baby, I might punch it. (laughs) So go donate, go follow. Sharing Excess is a very cool, very, very cool organization. Um, and you know, go follow Kara too. Kara's you know what's what's your Instagram, Kara? Plug yourself. My Instagram's uh (laughs) I'm plugging myself real quick. Um at C D Piano, C D E P I A N O. Um, so come check it out. There's nothing really special on there. (laughs) You're special. Don't say oh, that. You're special. Good thing. Come on, man. I appreciate so, um, it. <laughs> yeah, man. Go follow Sharing Excess. Go follow Kara. And I mean, you already know. Go follow the Uncontested Podcast if you don't for some reason. And I haven't even gotten to me yet. Go follow me. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nate Vranis. You can follow me on TikTok at CucumberWater. And yeah, man, that's that's gonna that's gonna be it for this week. Uh, Carol, really appreciate you coming thank on. You, it's been a lot you. of fun. This is easily going to be our longest episode, and we're going to have to run it back because we're not done. Yes, sir. Big Part facts. one. Big facts. Hell yeah. Part All right. One. It was a pleasure, guys. My pleasure, for sure. Yes, sir. All right. We'll catch you all in the next episode. Peace.